about damn time. <laughs> it's about damn time. In a minute. Oh, that's probably copyright. Okay. <laughs> Not even 30 seconds in copyright issues. Missionary. We are. We are more than, yes. We are more than missionary. More, welcome to the first episode of More Than Missionary. We're off to a great start. <laughs> My name is Christina. I'm Ashley. Um, so first, before we get into anything, we just want to put out a quick disclaimer. We are not licensed psychologists, therapists, life coaches, sex coaches, etc. We are literally two humans who like to talk about sex and share stories, experiences that might be relatable to you or someone you know, so we can all become more knowledgeable in the practices of safe and fun sex. So just a quick disclaimer before we get into anything. People are still going to come for us. I guess, but that's, this is just to make it easier for us. <laughs> okay, so like I said, my name is Christina. Um, I am a bisexual, slightly bratty sub who is a switch once in a blue moon. I am a practicing eclectic witch who focuses primarily on the Greek pantheon, or pantheon, Everyone's religion is valid, and I am a big believer that to each their own, as long as it's not hurting anyone. I don't tolerate intolerance, and will call you out if you are acting a fool. Um, I am loud, I talk a lot, and I love to read smutty romance novels and 100% a bitch who Googles. I am Ashley. I am a bisexual bratty sub that is also a switch on rare occasions. I'm a Norse pagan, but I believe all religions and mythologies are accurate in their own way. Therefore, I am constantly researching other spiritual and religious views. I practice witchcraft as well, uh, and I mostly fuck with herbology. Some call me a green witch. I just consider myself a practitioner of the old ways. Um, so that's a little bit of me. Very nice. Okay, great. So, um, I guess it's just like, I don't know, let's start it off. Like what, Ashley, what would you say? What, what made you want to start doing this podcast? Well, you came to me, if you remember, about like wanting to do a podcast. And, um, we had thrown around the idea of doing it about spirituality. And as much as I love that, I feel like there's a million and one podcasts about spirituality. Yes. I and, listen to many of them. Yes. And there's so many good ones. There's so many. And that, that was the issue is like, if there were so many, but not any good ones, I would be like, okay, we're just going to be relaying information that's already out there. Yeah. And I've been on quite the sexual journey now for a few years, but more recently this last year, more than ever, and more just like figuring out who I am in that process and redefining, you know, everything because there are definitions now that we never had before. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree. So, I don't know, you like came to me about this idea of having a podcast and I was like, well, it'd be pretty cool if we did one like on sexuality because it's not really talked about. Yeah. And I feel like it's something that you and I are comfortable openly talking about, but a lot of people give us looks are really uncomfortable. (laughs) When it is talked about. Yeah, it's definitely, like, I definitely want to open up the idea of, like, these taboo topics that, like, generally society kind of looks down upon, right? Like, they, or it's just not talked about enough. There's a lot of niche portions of it. There's a lot of gray area with it. And I feel like a lot of that stuff, because it's such a large umbrella and there's so many different topics, it, it seems just like a really great 
way for like you and I to dissect it for ourselves as well as just like if that's what's going to be helpful to other people then then that's great and that way you know we're well I think we both came to the conclusion that whatever we do we want to do it to somehow help people yeah. in some way or another yes no yeah exactly so so yeah so that's kind of just like a little bit about you know how what you thought about it I think for me too it was I've always wanted to do a podcast, and so I'm glad that I'm so glad that I'm able to start one. I'm starting one with you because you are an incredibly open-minded, loving individual, and every time we get together, we have great conversations and talks. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it it always leads to like a better sense of enlightenment for at least for me when I walk I away from like it. I feel like we both educate each other in different ways. Yes, yeah, we definitely do. A hundred percent. 100%. Just kind of diving right to, diving right into it. Um, of As far as like what my personal sexual journey. You know, I grew up very repressed, sexually repressed because of the fact that I grew up in an incredibly religious household, Christian household. And it was very, uh, like sex was talked about, but it was talked about in a way that wasn't like a very open conversation. It was just like, wait till you get married. And then once you're married, it's like wonderful. And so I grew up in this headspace of like, Ooh, like sex is wrong. And like, it's something that I shouldn't be enjoying it until like the time is right to do it. And even though like internally, I always kind of thought it was bullshit. Like it was like, I don't know if I'm actually going to like stick to that, but we'll see. <laughs> but then it wasn't until I went to Cross college. Cross that bridge yes. when it comes. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like once I went away to college, I, that's when I started to really understand a lot more about myself sexually um like I had like my first like bisexual experience that was big um and that's kind of when I also like fell out of the church because like that was like this is just not right and so I kind of stopped focusing more on that and more about like what like what does Christina want what do I want what what do I actually like and enjoy and um it was definitely you know a searching experience for sure. And I'm really lucky that, um, my husband who I met in college was always kind of by my side and, you know, very encouraging of, you know, my own personal thoughts and explorations about sex and, and was always <laughs> like, like kind of held my hand through a lot of it, which was really great. Um, so, but that's kind of a little bit about like my own personal sexual journey, um, as to this point a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you and Dave have, like, a really cool relationship, though, in general. Thank you, yeah. No, like, the I... way you guys have grown. Yes. And I've only known you for such a small glimpse of that. But, yeah. I mean, from everything, like, you guys' communication is A1. It's, you know what, it's one of those things where, like... We're both very much on the same page with, like, communication is key in our relationship. And mm -hmm. in regards to, like, all aspects. And I feel like a lot of it definitely you know, stems from our own personal, like, issues with communication that we've mm -hmm. worked on over time. Like, I've, you know, like, I've been in therapy for, what is it, 12, 13 years at this point. And I feel like that's where I've really focused on a lot. And he's just, I'm very lucky. My husband is incredibly patient and always wants to communicate with me about anything and everything. And so that's, you know, for us, it's, it's definitely key. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of people lose that. Like, they're like, how do you make it work after all this time? And it's like, I just talk to each other. <laughs> we just talk to each other. Literally that. And it's also, like, it's important to, like, you know, if you need space on something, like, get space. Yeah. You know? You don't need to always. it's also communication. It's like, okay, yeah. 
I you still just love have to you, communicate it. But yeah. Like I need space. I need a yeah. Minute. It literally everything boils down to communication. Even when there's like an argument. I'm well, you know, we always kinda end up being like <laughs> like if we have an argument, like everybody does in relationships, we'll like walk away from it and be like where did where we have literally asked each other like where is the communication broken down? Where what happened? Yeah. Because like at the end of the argument we're like oh wait we kind of agree with each other. <laughs> yeah, because you know and that that's the thing too is that like a lot of people don't even realize that it's not um, sometimes it's not even the issue. It's not it's the communication. Yeah. And so sometimes you even have to be a jerk in order to be able to get things out, and yeah. it might not even be meaning you might not even be saying what you mean. But that's why, like, that communication breakdown is perfect of, like, okay, this is what I'm saying versus what I'm hearing. Yes. Like, where is the issue here? What are, yeah. Where are we struggling? I definitely. Exactly. Especially if you have different, like, communication styles. Oh, you know, sure. like, I'm a very direct person. I'm very, like, mm-hmm. upfront. Like, sometimes I have to be cognizant of how not gentle I'm being when I'm talking because like to me I'm just like well I'd rather just be blunt and like get it out of the way but just like in general and I do think this is part of being ADHD too it's just like I am very blunt Mm -hmm. about a lot of things like sometimes certain social cues like yes for the most part are fine and dandy and I can you know I can navigate it well but when it comes to like being subtle about things like I I am not subtle no. like, I am the least subtle individual <laughs> you, have, you have probably ever met just yes. just I guess I'm Agreed. not subtle so so it's hard when you're having to be aware of how you're saying things to people and your significant others or just like your friendships and whatever that's going on in your life um it's something that I've always kind of struggled with in regards to my communication and you know for other people's communication styles um sometimes like they'll they speak more in like metaphorical terms because Mm -hmm. that's just what makes sense to them right and so again it's like having to really focus on what that person is trying to convey to you instead of being like like me who's really blunt so like mm-hmm. that can cause a rift in or not like a rift but like that could that can cause arguments and things like that so it's just really important that you communicate often and you understanding the other person's communication style too yeah. so i'm just one of the like i don't know i feel like i could never be with somebody who's not as blunt as me <laughs> I mean, it's definitely. I'm very much a say what you mean. Yeah, like just say what you mean. Just say like, say, what you say mean. don't beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not about that because I hate the. Well, you know what I meant. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing that. No, no, yeah. I mean, there's. I feel like there's. There is a difference though. Like you have to be careful because sometimes when people, depending on their communication style, they can be more metaphorical, but they're not trying to be like hidden or like yeah. like mysterious like you know what I mean like some yeah. people like sometimes sometimes people do not understand what they're even trying to say because yes. they're like it's bopping around say, in their brain yeah, so they don't even know like they clearly form. haven't figured it out yet so um, they don't know what to say uh peaches is like that and to be better oh yeah yeah she's very metaphorical but she also is a say what you mean kind of person she is yes and her her husband's very blunt yes very very blunt individual and i yeah i love love their podcast not us promoting somebody else's podcast we're like yeah definitely check them out definitely check them out (laughs) so focusing on your communication style with other people's communication styles is uh something we we all need to I think work better on oh, for sure. in regards to um, do you much better the world 
of a place the world would be if we all could just like communicate better. Yeah. It, yes. We were all like active listeners and yes. just capable of, you know, <laughs> being empathetic to one another. Oh my god, what a what a concept. Oh god, a lot of a lot of issues and problems. <laughs> own with your own personal, you know, spiritual slash sexual journey. Do you feel like that they were ever um do you ever feel like they coincide? <laughs> yeah, like they like almost like p- they were parallel yes. to each other yes. a little bit. When I leveled up sexually, I leveled up spiritually. Interesting. Insanely insane amounts. Interesting. Okay. I feel like for me it was like the other way around. Okay. Like I feel like when I dropped a lot of my own everybody's got their own process, right? I was like I would once I stopped focusing on like what I thought that my religion told me to do mm-hmm. is when I felt more free to think about the so other things. So I rebelled against religion before. I had been rebelling against religion since I was a child. Oh, so I didn't know that. So I think maybe that's the difference is like I've always had that rebellious of like why are we, why are we not asking more questions? And it's so funny that this – my mom and I talk about this all the time, like how frustrating it was because I went to catechisms. I did, I did all of that stuff. Um, I've been baptized. I've got my confirmation. I've done, I've done all of it. And so as like a kid, I would just get in fights, like with the instructors. Like you would challenge their yeah, thought process on things. Thoughts. And it wasn't that I was just challenging because like I wanted to rebel. It was just, I was very, I was just genuinely curious. Like I just like didn't understand because I also wasn't the kid that, like, just blindly would listen. Like, I would go home and read that Bible. And I would be like, but why does the Bible say this then? Oh, yes. I was the same way with my church. Like, I I remember asking our pastor, and he was, like, redirecting the conversation. (laughs) Like, he didn't have an answer for a lot of stuff. And I would get so frustrated. And so I would always get sent outside of the classroom. Like, I wasn't allowed to participate anymore. They would just put me in the hallway. And I remember that so vividly, just sitting in the hallway, so confused. And I was like... Does God not love me because I ask questions? Like, I'm gonna... Yeah, it was like, I was always told, like, oh, if you have doubts, doubt your doubts. Yes. And that's like, I was always like, that's so... <laughs> what an odd cop-out answer. <laughs> like, I didn't have the words for it at the time, but I'd be like, okay, and, like, wouldn't really know how to respond to it. Right. it would... Um, The simple of, that's why it's called believing. Yeah, like, it's like using these, like, generalized cop-out yes. answers to, like, brush over your questions so you don't have to like actually answer it yeah. you know like as like somebody who's a pastor or like your religious leaders in your group I know. <laughs> yeah, you sorry yeah we have um i have two cats and they are menaces and you might see them pop up and i just really hope they don't <laughs> screw with any of the cords that we have set up right now <laughs> this took a long time to figure out <laughs> No, so I don't know. I think I just, I had rebelled against religion at such a young age that sexuality really wasn't even in the question yet. And then when I actually like left um, the Catholic church, I had not really chosen a religion. I kind of had just said like, I really enjoy Buddhism. I had gone to a few um, Buddhist temples and stuff and just like hung out, did the meditation thing. And I really enjoyed that. Um... And then I found Wiccan, and I was super intrigued by that. And uh, I just, like, was not capable of choosing a deity to, like, be my matron or patron. Yeah. 
And at the time, I just had, like, people who, again, were, like, very culty about the whole Wiccan thing. Yeah, especially when you grow up in, like, a, uh, like, Christian home. Yeah. In any sort, like, like, witchcraft is, like, big no-no. It's a big no-no. It's, it's like, you're, you can get, like, ooh, like, you're, it's bad. Like, it's, you're gonna open up. I grew up Irish Catholic. Okay. It's a little bit different. So, the only reason that is different is because I grew up with a grandmother who, um, had, like, a lot of Celtic, Celtic pagan practices. That's cool. So, but we didn't call them witchcraft. We weren't, like, I think a lot of our grandparents still lived in fear um, like my grandmother did things that were very witchcraftic. Like, did she know? Do you, do you think she like knew at the time that it was witchcraft? Oh, yeah. you, okay, so she was like actively being like, I know this is more like witchcraft. It yes. wasn't like you know, how, like some people are like, okay, an think... example is like Christmas trees. Okay, that's that's inherently pagan, right? But a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of Christians households will decorate oh, the tree, gosh. so it's kind of like that's why I'm the more of asking. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's for a different like, episode. Um, we can I do that on a mini so. I remember seeing, you know, pine trees in Jerusalem. Yeah. But... I think there's palm trees, but that might be about it. Um, <laughs> um we're not going to decorate those. We've seen the Corona commercial. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Corona is not sponsoring us, I probably promise. Oh my god. Um um, so, what were we talking about? Stay on topic. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, I just rebelled against all that a long, a long time ago, but I had kind of really decided I was a, a pagan, um, I just believed in many gods. I also believe that, like, all of them are within us. Yeah. Which is a very weird concept, but I think a lot of people have a hard time I think anybody, everybody has, like, access to, like gaining knowledge and like getting to know a deity Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like there's always there's the door is like always open for you to go through yes I but so here's the thing and this is gonna go a little bit more with like this is gonna get kind of in depth so just like bear with me for a second okay so what I believe is that all everything exists so God is yeah. not a being in the sky with a big beard and like yeah. is no white dude, right? right? I don't believe that. I believe that God um, is the feeling of positive energy. I also okay. feel like yeah. Allah, same thing. I feel like all, and that's why I think a lot of people associate with the sun. It's associated with the is a positive energy. I see. Okay, I see. What you're, okay. Um, and so I believe that that is instilled within our soul. Like everybody owns that. We all have it within us. It's not an outside source. It's something that we have within us, which is why miracle healings and things like that happen. It has nothing to do with, like, the act of touching somebody. It has nothing to do with the act of, like, science of, like, you know, fixing the body. I think it has everything to do with the fact that it's within us, and some of us are capable of tapping into that, and some of us are not. Yeah, okay, that's, you know what, I actually really like that explanation. Like, being able to tap into it versus, like, not being able to tap into it. It also coincides, again... Bro. <laughs> it also coincides again hear me out the ability of healing and all of that coincides with us being the light being within us yeah due to string theory we are okay. all connected okay 
right? Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I believe that, like, quantum physics shows that all energy can be connected. I okay. I believe that we're all connected. Do you... Okay. Which is why we can feel when people are energetically shifted. We That's a good feel... point. It kind of seems like almost like a root system. Like, if you look at a tree, right? There's, like, the single tree, yes. but then there's, like, all the and roots all underneath came, that you don't like even see. Believe, I believe we all came from the same roots. Okay. Oh, I all like that. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of giving me, like... And I'm not saying it's wrong. It is a movie, though. It's giving me, like, Avatar. You know what I mean? You know how, like, in Avatar, they've got, like, yeah. the tree, the, no, the like, really, tree of life? I do yeah. believe that. Like, I do believe that we all we all own that energy. I believe that, like, some of us are just capable of tapping into it. And some of us have educated ourselves and opened our minds enough to be able to tap in. Which is why, again, what we were talking about earlier, about how sometimes our... We're... Bless you, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we are um, we are power more powerful manifestors than we even realize. Yeah, I think it goes with that. I think so. Like some people are just like they're more powerful. And they yeah, I think people are more tapped they're, into. They're tapped into that third eye. Yeah, I would have to agree. And I will say though, like so. Okay, I do think that for some people, like you were saying, it's more like innate or like natural to them. Yes. You know what I mean. But for some people, they really don't work at it. It wasn't always natural for me, though. It That's, took me a yeah. very long time to get to that point. Um, I feel like... And I'm still working on it. It's Yeah, like, I personally, like, I feel like there's certain times where I feel like I'm more energetically open to a lot of things mm-hmm. versus, like, other times. And I think that has to do with, like, mental health. There's so many different factors, right? <laughs> Did I get enough sleep last night? I don't know. <laughs> so I feel like I tend to have a... I personally have more of a difficult time with trying to connect in that way spiritually like all the time like for instance there I even think that there are people who you know they believe in a certain deity right or like they follow a certain deity regardless if it's Christian or Muslim or whatever who like genuinely have a connection to that god Mm -hmm. and are very in tune like I have a family member I'm very close with who is like that like their Christian god is their god and and they connect very deeply and like have full-blown conversations with them Mm -hmm. and like I like I believe them I'm like listen like I like I do think you are talking to some to a being. I think it is, you know, whoever you follow and whatever it's going to float your boat. So, but I, I think that some people are more tapped into that than others. Like, I know yeah. people who, that's why there's a lot of people who are like, that's bullshit. I've never once experienced something like that. There's no way that that exists. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, unfathomable to think about some crazy experience that somebody else could have on, like, a metaphysical level. Yeah. I will say, like, even when I was a practicing Catholic, I I was never capable of getting to that level of feeling like I was capable of talking to Agreed. a God. Agreed. I was not connected to that God. No, I'm not saying that, that you can't connect with that God. Sometimes they don't really want to connect with you, though. I, like, I, you I know what I mean? Was, I just wasn't, I wasn't able to connect. And, yeah. like, I, I, and I get it, like, that's not, um... It's not my place, like you said, to tell somebody, like, what they believe is, isn't Incorrect real. or isn't real, yeah. yeah. Because I believe that you can connect with your God. I mean, you, um, your God is Hades. Yes, yes, Hades. yes, correct. And you feel, I'm sure you feel connected with him. And Very you, much so. And you've had what you feel like are um, conversations yeah. with your deity. Absolutely. And same thing, I, I have a deity myself, um, and for those of you who understand Norse paganism 
Air is a god, a goddess, who is not very well known, but she is my deity. Um, it's great. can never find a lot of information about her, so it's yeah. always sideline information. But um, I feel a very strong connection with her being somebody who really likes to practice in neurology. Yeah. So I feel like I talk to her every time I make a spell dart or I'm mixing up medicine for myself. Or, yeah. You know, I feel very connected to her, but I was never able to feel that connection with you know, a Catholic God or, you know, so. Yeah. I also think, I feel like there's a lot of gods out there. Like, okay. Like there's a lot of gods out there who might want to connect with you on a level that is very specific about something. You know what I mean? Like I, so like I, yes, I do a lot of deity work with Hades and I feel like my deity work is actually very, it's about like my own personal financial responsibility is a big one for me staying focused is big for me and I feel like being able to connect with Hades and um in however I am whether it's like through tarot or other types of divination or just like in general meditating and things like that I genuinely feel like a sense of calmness in my own responsibility and being able to kind of check myself so (laughs) it's almost like a therapist um (laughs) like (laughs) or like check check in with myself and like check in with my deity to be able to kind of just make sure that I feel like I'm on the right path right like is is what I'm doing you know for my own best uh you know my best highest self right like things like that and trying to focus solely on that with him um now I have done work with with his wonderful wife uh, Persephone um because wherever Hades goes Persephone follows for the most Mm -hmm. part and vice versa um for a lot of deity work which was so funny to me because I remember when I was working with Hades and I was like using my tarot deck as well as my pendulum and I was getting these like weird answers that were like not I was like, this is, this, what, then I had to, like, ask, I was like, am I speaking to Hades? And it was like, the, uh, spinning the other way, it was like, no, <laughs> like, the conch shell from Spongebob, where it's like, am I doing this? No, <laughs> try again, no, and, like, I was like, who am I speaking to? I'm like, all right, um, am I speaking to, am I speaking to Hecate? And I was starting going through gods, going through all, some of the gods, and then all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, I'm like, I'm being a Why wasn't that your first guess? That's it, because I was still learning. It was, like, my first few weeks of, like, oh God, understanding so what I was doing and doing my own research What's funny is, because you were still a baby witch, too, is probably why she was yeah she just like popped up it was like almost like oh hey like heard you heard you was working with my husband and I'm just also here to let you know that I am I am also here and it made sense that she popped up because like I was dealing with certain uh shadow work issues uh, that didn't always coincide with my like financial situation Mm -hmm. but it made sense and what was really cool is when I was doing my tarot readings I was like is it like uh like I was shuffling my cards and I was like am I speaking to Persephone or whatever and um I was using the divination with my tarot so it was giving me a yes but then I would also ask my tarot deck and then all of a sudden her calling card popped up in my reading and I literally like (laughs) I like gymmed not gymmed the camera but I like like as if there was some invisible camera near me and I was just like (gasps) oh my god and like could not like 
just fathom. I was like, no way. And it's just like, like very reassuring to me that I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, no, I'm definitely talking to this deity and like wanting to work with this deity. I, I was like, I felt very, felt very honored to be able to felt like, be, yeah, I felt very seen. Like I was like, wow, like that's really cool. You know? So bringing up Hackety, I have connected with her on a crazy level recently on my spiritual journey. That's like, really cool. On a fucked up level. I don't know what it is. So, okay. Um, I guess we should do like a little trigger warning. Yeah. Okay, so trigger warning. Things we will talk about might involve SA. So yeah. let's get that out there. Which she is, that goddess is a protector yes. of. Yes. And so um, I was actually at the tattoo shop recently and some girl was getting this super dope Medosa tattoo. Oh, I was so for it. I loved it. She, I love Medusa tattoos. Those look so oh good. She sat in the meeting chair for like that hours is... and she killed it. She like this poor girl sat in the chair for hours. I was watching her getting tattooed. I was like, dang girl, like he packing in that black. Like, Oof, uh, yeah, um, you know that. But it's like too, sometimes it's like calf. it almost goes numb yes. at that point. But yeah, sorry, keep going. Like, <laughs> it was her whole calf getting done, and um. I asked the tattoo artist, you know, how did it go, like, the other day, you know, because I came back for another tattoo, and they were like, oh, it was so good, she cried at the end after she saw it, because she was so happy, and they were like, you know the meaning behind the Medusa tattoo, and I said, yes, I do, in fact, at one point, I wanted to get it done, Yeah. but I felt like, and so this is sad, it's, it's an overdone tattoo. Yeah. And it's not always just done by, like, people of SA. I mean, she's a dope goddess in general. Like, her story is awesome, so I can see why a lot of people get her tattooed. Yeah. But it's an overdone tattoo. Yes. And I was like, it's it's almost like a basic white girl thing to do now to get a... If, you know, it's it's crazy, because, like, some people will get it for, like... the deep meaning behind mm-hmm. that, right? Like why certain people get Medusa tattoos and the symbolism behind it. Some people will get it because they just think it looks cool, it which it does. Cool. Like I have seen some very cool yes. Medusa tattoos. I just always, I personally just always assume on the side of caution yeah. and bring it like, oh, wow, what a great cool tattoo. Why'd you get it? Like yeah. I just am going to assume why you got it, whether yeah. you know the symbolism or not. And so like that's on you to do your own research about that. But yes. I do love the tattoo look. I think it looks Me really too. great. And it is like such a, it it's is such a It's just not something I wanted. After I saw yeah. that everybody else was getting it and how predominant it's been. Yeah. And so um, I just, I was like, you know, I don't want to be known as a victim. Yeah, I mean, putting that out on display can be... That can be really raw. It can be really raw, and it could open up wounds over and over again that you may have... I mean... (sighs) Again, she was strong. She was a survivor. She was not a victim. She did not have victim mentality about any of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people people get it. It's because of the symbolism behind not being the victim. It's... The symbolism being, you know, she came back stronger and she made those people, you know, she came back with vengeance. Yes. Um, but I started thinking very much about the story of um, of Persephone, actually. Yeah. And Hecate's involvement with her. And I was like, I, I want to be a Hecate. Yeah. I don't want to be a Medusa. Yeah. I want to be a Hecate. Like, I want that. You have a very, like 
almost like motherly guidance energy to you that's like I personally find with Hecate like when I I have not had the pleasure of doing any deity work with her I would love to one day be able to connect with her that is but right now that's not my current focus Mm -hmm. but um she gives almost like not like I don't know if motherly is the right word but like almost like big sister vibes Mm -hmm. to Persephone and I think that their relationship is very interesting considering that because Hecate also lives in the underworld underworld. so it's like when Persephone came down to the underworld like you know I'm sure that was like oh thank god there's (laughs) thank god there's There's another woman here Okay, so it's almost like kind of like a guidance, like a older big sis guidance vibe, and I, like, I, I personally feel like you have that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm also I also love animals. Yes, I love animals. Yeah, and um, and obviously the witchcraft behind it. And she Hecate's also an herbologist. Yes, so I think I just connected with her, and then this recently I went on like a very sexual opening spiritual journey type thing over the summer which has been fun it's been really weird um but I started connecting with her more during this experience and really owning my feminine energy and I think that's really what it was about it was really owning that feminine energy yeah and I also started doing this thing that I saw on TikTok uh and that is gifting your orgasms to your gods. I have heard of that. I have also seen that on TikTok. And I am very curious about... Oh, girl, be careful with it. It works. It works. I mean, it's you have to think about, like, the intense energy that is behind, like, oh, orgasming. Yeah. And, you know, what's very interesting is, like, I also... There is, like, certain, you know, it's, like, you know, under, like, the umbrella of, like, sex magic, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, being able to, like, utilize that energy that you are, like, giving out in whatever, you know, whatever space that's in and, and focusing it on like either a deity or your own manifestation. Mm -hmm. And it is honestly one of the coolest things that I have come across up on the internets, um, as a lady who Googles. So, um, it's definitely something that I I I have not had the I've not had the pleasure of <laughs> partaking in, but it is something that I have definitely seen and something I'd like to do more research on. Yes, I I don't I don't know if you've noticed, but I've had like I feel like I've had a serious glow up this year. Yes, I mean it seems like you. So like, can you explain a little bit more that like you know to to whatever your comfort level is as to like how like how you feel like it has manifested. Is it like instantaneous? Is it something that you feel like because of the intensity of that, uh, that comes to fruition based off of like faster, faster because it's way faster. Okay. Um, I, I'm also very impatient. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I'm a very impatient (laughs) person. So sometimes like I, I start to doubt, myself and my capabilities but I'm manifesting things and they're not coming fast enough like I get very frustrated and then it's very easy to you know give up on those manifestations or just like doubt yourself and then that prolongs it even more from happening for you yeah there's been some things that I've been working on specifically this year with my sexuality and stuff you know just wanting to feel more comfortable in my body and just feeling more comfortable in general I mean I used to be that person that would go to the gym in sweatpants in a sweater and like hide 
and it was wasn't really about you know trying to sweat it out or anything or it was because I was so insecure I just like didn't want anybody to see my body you know yeah no I can understand that like insecurity part going into a gym I, I hate and going into I hate going into gyms all I wanted really like to embody was more confidence that's yeah. literally all I wanted I because I think that um confidence is like key essentially yeah, and i yeah. think if you carry yourself with enough confidence everything else will just up and flow for you yeah i you know what like seriously i know it's a cliche phrase but like fake it till you yes. make it legit does work it like really does. it doesn't work for everything but it can if yeah. it do, you know it depends on your like oh your only obstacle is you it but truly it but if you, know, you already I mean? know that you're going to make it it's not faking it and that's how i feel yeah if you like because i already like i know that I know that I'm a baddie. Like, I know these yes, things. Yes, absolutely. So it's like, why Why am I being so insecure all the time? Why do I feel like this all the time? I mean, we we always get in our own way it's also like i mean it's important we, you know we, you know we have to make sure we are humble like we i feel the same way seriously like but, I'm, but that's that's also that's us living in a man's world why do we have that to is ourselves? true that's true that's a very good point i like okay like for me i am always like oh like i'm a 10 like i feel like a 10 really look good feel good play good type of mentality and i'm like listen like i know like 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 you like I'm like I'm I'm a bad bitch I'm a baddie like I I know I I know what I've got going on yeah. you know I know what I have going on and like I do sometimes though and it a hundred percent is like you were just saying like you live in a man society where it's like oh you feel like you need to keep yourself in check yes. right and it's like part of me does feel the need to do that but that's also for me like I'm always like man what if I get like too big of a head you know what I mean like what if I'm just like a piece of shit you know but, and I don't want to be that but I know I don't think that's the case I, I think, think it's just like I would our... ever be a thing for either one of us because we're too empathetic that's true that's a yeah that's a great point so I was having this conversation with my cousin that I feel more comfortable feeling empathy for other people and sadness than I do feel happiness for myself. Really? Okay. I, I struggle with happiness for myself. Yeah. No, and I don't yeah. mind um, creating happiness for somebody else at the expense of my own. You know what? I'm the same way. Do you, do you feel like you're a people pleaser? Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We're both recovering that. people pleasers. Yeah, I know. Well, yes, 100%. <laughs> I am a recovering people pleaser. And it's like you feel like a, such a sense of guilt for, like, no reason. Yes. This guilt for, no like, reason. feeling good about yourself. Yeah, where it's so, like, oh, like, I'm being, or I'm being, like, selfish. Yes. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. Oh, I'm being and selfish in a bad way. that's what I just wanted to embody this year. Yeah, like, as I you should. I wanted to embody feeling good about myself and feeling confident and just knowing that, like, myself, like, I have high self-worth. Yes. And yeah. I can't do that if I'm constantly making myself feel small. You know what? That's such a great point. And, and so I really called to Hackett on that. That's and, amazing. And that's what yeah. I wanted. I just wanted confidence. That's all I wanted. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of what, kind of what, kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier. Like, sometimes you focus on a specific thing with a certain deity, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why I love doing deity work because you don't have to, like, all-encompassing, like, work on every single aspect that that deity offers to you but like something specific right like I so like the fact that you're like okay like I'm focusing very specific on my own confidence levels with Hecate like that's to me and maybe this is an ADHD thing I don't know but being able to singularly focus on one thing with one person or a deity that you're working with is so much easier than 
be like, here's this one, you know, here's a God for yeah. you to look at and worship and, and he'll help you with everything. And it's like, but, so much yeah. of my spirituality before I could choose a deity. Yeah. Although I have chosen one, I think like, and I was talking to you about this because I've had, I have heirs buying rune on, uh, tattooed on me. And I really want to get a Hecate tattoo next. Yeah. And I mean, that that would be really cool. I love I, Hecate I love is a great. But I great also, like, so as much as I say that I'm a Norse pagan, I don't even really believe I'm a Norse pagan. I just believe I'm a pagan. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, there. you know what, though? There's no set in stone thing where, like, I'm this or I'm that. Like, it is a flowing and growing process. I just, I believe in everything. Process. I believe it's not real. Yes. No, I, I also agree with you. <laughs> I feel like this did end up becoming, like, a spirituality podcast. Today it did, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the thing. We want to talk a lot about our sexual experiences and our spiritual experiences, how they coincide with each they other. They do really coincide. And they do. And so I feel like it's like you're not every point and topic is always going to be about just, you know, be about a combination of both sexual and spiritual, even though, yes, they are connected. But sometimes you have to, like, think about one thing to get to the other. You yeah. Know? And... Yes, we, you know, we talked a little bit about our own, you know, like some sexual experiences that were parallel to our spiritual, but I mean, really, I think have diving into the idea of like what our spiritual experiences are will really help with understanding our own sexual experiences later on. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. So, (laughs) so here we are starting. So here we are starting. What do you want people to get out of your your voice being used in this, you know, sexual slash spiritual. I just want information out there. Really? Like, I really just want people to be able to have the information and utilize it and not feel shame about it. Actually, I guess that would be it. I just, I don't want there to be shame behind, because I carried so much shame. Yeah. So much. um, And guilt. And we're going to do a lot on that, I think. We have a lot um, under that topic to talk about. But... I just, I want people to feel comfortable to embody um, <laughs> their uh, their sexual beings within themselves. What are you doing, love? I know. Luna Bell. You're so funny. She's being a curious little kitty cat. I know. Um, She's like, let me in on this. I got something to say. Yeah, she does. She wants, she wants to say something. What about something. you, though? What, what's, what's your goal? I really want those who listen in to feel like somebody else understands them. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely on shame, but also on not feeling alone. I, for a very long time, felt very alone. I always thought I was very weird for some of my thought processes about sexuality and spirituality. Um, and same with what I was saying before with like growing up in a household where a lot of that stuff wasn't like a lot of sexual stuff was not okay. Mm-hmm. And so feeling very alone can really, um, discourage you to do your own research and understand yourself. And so that's, for me, it's going to, it's mostly about, I, I really don't want people to feel alone in this. Well, I think when journey. we were talking about this, when we were, like last time. <laughs> when we got together yeah we we were trying to figure out like okay what what is more than missionary like what is it 
Yeah. Because it's not just a podcast to us. It's more than a missionary. It's more than that. It's no, really. (laughs) No, really. We we were talking. We wanted to create a community. Yeah. That was like the goal. Like we we wanted a community. Yeah. Uh, You know, speaking of community, I would like to say if there are is there if there is anybody actually listening to our podcast besides just our own voices, I would really love to know certain things that you guys want us to talk about on this podcast. Yes. Um, In regards to this umbrella that we have created. We have an email. Um, Yes, we do have an email. Our email, if you want to send us anything, any um, inquiries, questions, or comments, <laughs> make sure, th- hopefully they're not rude. Um, <laughs> please don't be rude to <laughs> please us. Please don't be rude we to us. <laughs> We're trying our best. Is um, more than missionary 69 at gmail.com. That is more than missionary 69 at gmail.com. Send us any inquiries questions it'll be in the show notes too it'll also be in the show notes um so yeah so that being said um i I think we can sign this one off we can sign this one off thank you guys so much for thanks for joining our first one thank you for joining our first (laughs) podcast um episode and we hope to see you on the next one love you welcome to the shit show baby welcome (laughs) to the shit show